welcome back to Mondays with Mon and happy Monday. I hope you guys enjoyed my last episode with my fiance Jake. Holy heck, that was a hard episode to not only record, but edit. The poor kid has absolutely no experience with this sort of stuff. So it was kind of a struggle, but it was really funny at the same time. So I hope you guys had a little laugh with that. Um, I have been so busy over the last few months really but like these last couple of weeks have really been hectic also we've just launched a new business which is super exciting well I should say we announced it we haven't really launched it yet we're still working on all the fine details but we are doing like a hard launch really really soon which is exciting we just kind of wanted to get the concept out there haven't heard the exciting news my business partner Katrina and I have just announced our new business venture it's called blend and sip co it's very similar to the already existing paint and sip concept. If you're not familiar with what that is, it's essentially where you come in with your girlfriends or your mates to learn how to paint a picture. And while you're doing that, you basically just sip it on some wine or drinks or cocktails, whatever it is. So what we've done is swapped the paint element for makeup. So instead of learning how to paint a picture, you're going to learn how to do your own makeup while you enjoy sipping on a Bevergino with your mates. It's such a cool and fun concept that's already existing. And I will give credit to that. We've just kind of done a little sneaky twist on it. And I think it will honestly go off. Like I've had so many girls in my already existing business, which is a beauty salon, ask for makeup classes for groups. And I had looked into doing this just to offer under I create beauty, but I feel like there's such a demand and it's like a gap missing in the market that we needed to literally create a whole business around it. And we've had so much interest spark up since we announced it. And I'm really excited. I really do have high hopes for this business. We're doing a lot of background work now to get it up and running so that we can finally do a hard launch hopefully within the next month. It's all very exciting, but it's all very stressful because I do have other businesses to run at the same time and a hundred other things to do because as you will probably know, I love to stick so many of my fingers in lots of different pies. So I'm always just, everything's just chaotic with me, but we're putting our all into this. We're so excited and I can't wait to let you guys know when we finally do do a hard launch and yeah. I do just want to take this opportunity to quickly remind you guys to please download this episode. It helps me out so much. It's the only way I actually know how many of you guys are listening. And if you enjoy them, like and review them too. That's also very helpful. Today's special guest is the lovely Natasha. She's so awesome. She's got so much life experience, so much advice to give. It is another business podcast, but even if you're not interested in business, I still think that you can take a lot of things away from today's episode. She just has so much good life advice as well, which is awesome. I won't blabber on too much more in this intro because it is going to be a really long episode, but worth the listen, I promise. So let's get straight into it. So I'm here with the lovely Natasha. Natasha, like most guests I tend to have on my podcast, go way back. She was my hairdresser back when I used to live in Wollongong and we used to work alongside each other on some other jobs and we just became really good friends. 
I would always look up to Natasha as a young girl. I always admired how confident and driven she was in her field and she would always give me the best advice and the best business advice. I'm so honored to have her today on the podcast as a special guest and I'm so excited to pick her brain apart. Natasha, <laughs> hi. Hi, I can't believe this is a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Tell the listeners a bit about yourself before we jump into the episode. Okay, so... My name's Natasha. I have been, I'd say, hairdressing for close to 20 years. And out of 10 of those years, I started um, candle making. So being creative, I love working with my hands. I love producing beautiful pieces. Um, so we'll, we'll jump more into the candle making side. Um, I started candle making, yeah, so close to 10 years ago to get my mind off not being able to conceive my son, Max. Um, so me and my husband, Alex, who, you know, till today we obviously love fragrance, we love burning, we love the scent of home. Um, he actually gave me this, the suggestion to, to start candle making and get my mind off, I guess, our journey. So I'm not one to, I guess, read books and, you know, sit at the beach and, you know, do yoga and all that stuff. So through the art of candle making, it really put my mind and body at ease um, and every year that I was making I had that hope of he'll be coming he's coming and you know he, he took eight years <laughs> so we're, we're finally here um, and we're doing it together which is beautiful that's awesome so you were a hairdresser you still are a hairdresser but you've turned the hobby of candle making into a full-time business as well yeah so um, when Max was I'd probably say about five months old and I was feeding him in his room and yeah, it was such a beautiful moment. And yeah, talking with my husband about possibly going back to candle making now that he's here and being my sole purpose of starting candle making. But I just didn't want to, how can I say, I really wanted to make something out of it. Um, but at the same time, I had no business plan. I had no structure. I just wanted to get back into making um, so every batch that I was creating and putting out there only on social media and by DM, we didn't have a website even then. Um, I still had no direction and no aesthetic. Who am I? What type of, you know, what is our voice? What is our brand? I just need to start making. With your hairdressing, when did you kind of stop doing that full time? So with hairdressing, um, well, full time would be mat leave. So I had a solid five months of hair. Mm. Um, but then again, I was really confused within myself because I still, I love both. I love making at night and styling hair during the day. And I believe you can do both. Of course you can. Yeah. And you can do multiple, I guess, things. Um, you can run multiple, multiple, <laughs> <laughs> you can run multiple businesses. Well, you can. And then I was even getting, you know, questions. So what are you? Are you a hairdresser? Are you a candle maker? And I think I would, and then I was questioning myself and I'm thinking, no, like, I still want to do both and I love both like one you know I get to create beautiful hair and make people feel beautiful and feel confident and you know if I can give them that for that moment but then with our candles we create scent stories and, mm. and create new scent memories mm. and in hopes trigger new ones and old ones and create that beautiful I guess aesthetic and ambiance in our in your home so from my hands to your home and me dressing your hair and you know you going out there and getting those beautiful compliments like it may sound confusing to others but to me it works and I have a purpose for both mm. so, yeah. yeah that's beautiful 
I mean, in this economy, it's very clever to have multiple sources of income coming through. We've gone through really hard times with the horrid COVID bubble, for example. Businesses like ours were majorly affected by COVID. So, I don't know, were you, you, you had already given birth during COVID though, hadn't you? Yeah, no, yes. No, it was uh, 2019, I had given birth to Max and you returned 2020 in March. Mm. Um, so that's when it all kind of, yeah, started to come out. So the first lockdown, um, again, the unknown for everyone. Um, but at the same time, I had one business that completely shut but then I, on the other hand, I had one that exploded. Mm. So having to navigate how is how will this work? I've never been on e-com. I had to really dive in and start putting a little bit of systems and processes in place, still not knowing what I was doing and work with what I had at the time. Um, well, lucky enough, and I should say blessed enough and grateful enough that our brand really, really took off during lockdown, we were yeah. offering free local delivery, non-contact, yeah. Australia Post were under the pump, who is still our preferred service. They were hiring external staff to reach the demand. Um, but me and my husband, including Max, would go on the road and deliver um, packages I remember. Um, personally. Yeah, yeah I remember. <laughs> you got a few? Yes, I did. Um, but yeah, even during those times, just to give a bit of hope with our candles and... Yeah, so that turned into self-care. A lot of our customers were buying for each other. We were shipping Australia-wide. And each and every order that was coming through, we'd have to Google, where is this? Like, we were going in the bush yeah, all the time. It was I know. really cool. Like A lot of businesses did have to, I guess, pivot and find new ways of making correct. income during that time. Um, and I think candles would have popped off for sure. Yeah. yeah. With a market that is so saturated and flooded, um, I, I do believe there's enough for everybody. Yeah. Um, everyone has their own unique recipe, their own unique take on, I guess, candle making. And so with ours, it was my purpose of not being able to conceive, but still at the same time, just produce that love and create new memories in your home. So our candles aren't inspired by nature, memories and family. Vegan, non-toxic, one of the product that was healthy for the home um, and just to be enjoyed across the board. It's really good to know they're vegan, non-toxic. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So, yeah. And that actually ties in well with what I want to ask you next as well. I noticed with Maxime, you've become completely sustainable. So tell us why... This is such a smart and important decision to make. Well, we hear the word, you know, it is a bit greenwashing at the moment, sustainability, sustainability. I would say that we are super eco-friendly and earth conscious. Um, and we do hear a lot, you know, climate change. And I believe, you know, we're to blame for that. You know, there's mass consumeration in products. And, you know, one the first nappy that was ever invented in the 70s still hasn't broken down. Like, plastic takes 500 years wow. to break down. Um, so we were using plastic at the beginning, and the feedback that we were getting, if we could change, again, our systems and processes and how we release our product into the world, I started to really break down what I was using, where is this going, how is this going to be put out into the world um, so yeah, we've come completely full circle three years in, we are 
we produce and provide raw packaging so we are 100% plastic free our boxes are not anything fancy they're not embellished because you cannot recycle gold foil colored we do use black and craft only they can be recycled up to seven times so for us it's really really important to as much as we give out with our products at the same time that we have the, the planet in mind yeah no that's really good of course so business has always been a part of me since the age of three mum and dad owned um, a deli so growing up in business and understanding um, just how important it is to keep it local um, for your community and keeping costs low that's something that I, I've learned from a young age and have instilled in my business so we have scaled a little bit but not enough and we choose not for now I say this uh, we'll see where it takes us but we choose to keep everything within Australia so we we are keeping the middleman I do say this and we we know that the supplies and products and our raw materials that we purchase majority of them and some do come from overseas but our way of thinking is if we can support local families within Australia who are just like us a small business we are happy to support them so a lot of our products come from um, Perth, Sydney, Melbourne and Tasmania. So Australia-wide, I should say. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll it's so important to support other businesses. Because they're just like us. And, exactly. And having, having a small business, again, in this economy, if we can you know, support them, they support us. And I don't want to have to mark up our product or, for example, purchase 20,000. We all know China is a numbers game. So for me to you know pay less for one thing i will have to again mass consume or mass purchase and i don't want to have to purchase thirty thousand units well that's also a huge risk with a small business as well absolutely then yeah. you're paying import tax on top of that and then mm. australian taxes and a forklift and a big semi to bring it here but then guess what um our outlays and our our overheads go up and mm. then our product has to go up so and then you have so many products that might not sell you don't know absolutely. how well products are going to do that goes back to how do we get rid of all this product but i do have a, a mystery box so that always helps if we do have a bit of product that's a very over. so we're not wasting very smart we're not wasting so look we're still learning we're still growing um it is a daily learning curve mm. um but yeah every week every order Every customer that we speak to, we are learning something new and different. And sustainability or being eco-friendly and eco-conscious, it is a journey. It's not a sprint. It's not a race. So we're getting there and, yeah, it's, it feels good. It feels good knowing that what we're sending out, you can recycle in your home. You can It does decompose in your garden. Um, we're not sending crap and plastic out there. Yeah, which is so good. I've started to, with the cosmetic company, um, eliminate plastic as well. It's a bit harder with cosmetics, though, because Correct. everything's wrapped in bloody plastic. I've got well, Do yeah. you please well, send I, them my way? <laughs> because I've, I, I do um, buy all my stock from, this is why I wanted to ask you this, because I, I buy all my, um, well, my manufacturer is in China, so all my stuff comes from China. And so what you were saying is the same thing. They have minimum um, they call them MOQs, so the Correct. minimum order quantity. So, um, yeah, it's a bit hard with that but as well. But even then, like, I, I am hearing through, you know, other small businesses that I'm quite um, connected with mm. and we have our little community that yeah. they are heading in that direction as well. Yeah, well, that I, I brought it up to them. They used to wrap every single um, lash that I had 
in plastic that was already wrapped up in cardboard and I was like we're double we're double packaging yeah. firstly Absolutely. and the whole plastic is not necessary and then um, I started to ask them to remove that and now the plastic inside that the lashes are stored on we're slowly changing to cardboard as well so slowly slowly they are I've noticed they they're more willing and they've already got processes on how they're already no, doing fabulous. that yeah it's which really is really good, good. yeah yeah but I th- what I was going to say as well is I think back to COVID, I hate mentioning COVID, but I think we've, um, there was a whole movement in COVID of supporting small businesses. Correct. Do you yeah. remember that? Yes. Um, and I, yeah, and I feel like that really changed um, the way, people's perspective, I guess, on like... I guess not, yeah, supporting small and supporting Australian-made and locally sourced and produced products. And I think people I just, were angry. Yeah. And yeah. pissed. And I think that they it... They didn't want to support overseas. And that's, yeah. that's the hard facts. And that's the real facts, I should say. But I guess, yeah, it changed everyone's perspective. And now we are more... Um, everyone is more on board with supporting small businesses, I think, yeah. especially since. Do you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it's not just, you know, people's perception as well, like, you know, whether you've got a small business or a medium business or even, you know, a massive, massive empire, there is no money. Mm. Like every little bit that comes in, in order to grow, in order to, you know, create brand awareness, you put it back into your product or you yeah. put it back into your marketing. Um, I wish we had, <laughs> you know, that growing bank account. And look, don't get me wrong. We made a shitload of money in lockdown. Like, mm. I'm being really open and honest here. I don't like to talk about no, money. No, we love really that. No, get raw. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> like, there was money coming in, and but there was a lot of that and majority of it, and all of it actually went back out. Yeah. We're always the last ones to get paid. Yeah. Um, Preach it. <laughs> 100%. So I even went the next level, and everyone's like, how are you getting your supplies delivered so quickly i found a private driver i was supporting her and her family so i would get my materials and my products delivered within the day i was not waiting a week and i guess that's what sets you apart as well i had to hustle for you guys yeah (laughs) to get it out there and as the orders were coming through i really had to think okay how are you going to get your supplies here asap we couldn't leave the area unless we had think that form yeah travel outside yeah so, but i think with businesses it was easier to get right or no well, it was like it was like that click and collect kind of system but some wouldn't even offering click and collect so the company were lucky enough that we go through they were open for click and collect but being so busy in making the product and um you know navigating the whole lockdown um yeah i wasn't able to to leave the studio I was just making and pouring so um, yeah, I found a private driver and within the day she'd go up and pick up and deliver and that's how I kept it moving. Otherwise, you know, orders are coming through and if I didn't do that, I don't know, I think it's constantly delayed. So that yeah. was, yeah, it was very stressful, but, um, yeah, we got through it. Awesome. Through it. How do you find your suppliers? Like, how do you go with, like, do you do a lot of trial and error with, um, your suppliers in terms of like what you use in your candles, your packaging, so on and so forth? So when I first started 10 years ago, clearly it was for play. So mm. I had a little starter kit. Um, and look, this is where I think imposter syndrome can come into play. There is no certificate. There is no university degree when it comes to this. A majority of it is self-taught. Mm. Um, so through every batch that I was making, um, I did do my own research to how to correct um, sinkholes, for example, which is a big word that you guys may not know. Um, cracks in the candle. It's such a science to it. It's all... 
little things like the the temperature that they're made in your environment the weather outside can impact and i didn't know any of that i, st- I don't know any of that i didn't even know it's these those things little things but you know google and youtube and <laughs> I was, how do you think i learned makeup <laughs> literally and being self-taught and are people going to take me seriously are they gonna you know because you are compared to the big guys you are yeah. compared to can i say glass house yeah and you're compared to peppermint grove that's another level. That is another podcast episode, which I had glass house in my home and I significantly, I don't want to compare the two, but I noticed a difference. And I think that inspired me to create what I have now. Yeah. Um, and there is a market for it. We, we get the feedback and, but yeah, going back to packaging. Yes, that took a long time. And again, a lot of money spent trialing, trialing and, you know, let's work with that person. Let's try these people. Mm. Um, so probably say now the last three years where's, yeah, we're working with amazing, amazing companies who can continue to supply the demand of sustainable compostable material so we can keep moving forward. Um, and yeah, it gets, gets a bit, well, I don't mind it, but at the same time, I'm not just going to hand it out on a silver platter because I've had to work really hard for it. When oh, you don't have you know to tell us. Ex- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, and that's the thing. A lot of people ask me with um my lash range and all that. But... Yeah. Well, look, I'm not asking you to tell us on a podcast, but, you know, it's, yeah, people... I'm all my... for supporting. I'm all for sharing. And I will... Again, help and support, setting up, you know, answering questions. But when it comes to things like my recipe, my trial and error, my hard work, burning my hands, sleepless nights, spending money where I shouldn't have to create a beautiful product, that is just something I'm not willing probably ever to hand over. So when I do get DMs sliding in saying, hey, who's this and where'd you get that? For me, it's the audacity. Do people like really think that you're going to give it away on a silver platter? Yeah, no. No. Not happening. Yeah. Thank you, though. And I'm really lovely. Like, I'm not, I feel feel horrible saying it. Uh, No. No, I wouldn't. I couldn't. Like, there's no way. No. It's the same. It's more an emotional thing as well. Of course. It's not just, oh, yeah, here. Yeah. And it's funny how they're going around about way. Oh, they look really lovely and they look really strong. Are you happy with them? Yeah, so, right. Again, really clever and creative on how they ask the question. Um, and I guess I'm clever and creative in my response. But yeah, I just not willing to. And I don't think I'll ever share. I don't think you should. Are, and that, that'll always stay close to my chest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something that we need to. You've worked hard for. So. You hang on to that shit. <laughs> I don't know. Do you see Glasshouse, for example, sending everyone where they get all their supplies from? No. Absolutely not. No. You know, I think I'd love to see a bit more behind the scenes with them because they are. They're a beautiful product and everyone, you know, there's, there is enough for everybody. And, you know, some people may not love me. I not, may not love them, that kind of scenario. But yeah, right. There is enough for everybody. Um yeah, I can relate to that. It's the same with the makeup with industry. Makeup, my absolutely. my style's not for everyone. And it took me a long time to be okay with that as well. Because um, at the start, I was just, I would get so emotional when I could. And you start to learn people's body language and like yes. you can tell when someone's not vibing it. And it would make me really upset. And I would go home and I would think about it for so long. And like, 
it would affect like the next client and the next client and I'd constantly yeah. think oh my god like I have to I have to do better like it's me but you know what in most cases it's not it's just the fact that my style might not be for them and I can't make every single person that sits in my well, chair happy but at the same time they have a voice and people need to use it and we know this we're not mind readers mm. um, and you know it's unfortunate people do have their own insecurities and their own paranoia and oh, we can't, we can't that. fix that you cannot fix that. So I think even I've just I've honestly just learnt that recently. Yeah. That and I say it a lot now that and I tell my staff this as well that we can't change and we can't um, control people's insecurities and sometimes that unfortunately does get let out on us yeah. as the artists. We can't fix. You know, it's like when people's like, oh, my wrinkles and all oh, this Correct. and that. It's like, yeah. you know, we can only do so much. Makeup can only hide so much. You know, half the time it actually enhances. You wouldn't want to do my face. I'd be like, why, why, why? I know, I know. And it's so sad that people and women can be so insecure, but we can't, we're all guilty of it. You know, we can't change that. Um, The only thing we can change is our perspective on it and like not taking it personally and just continuing to do our job and focusing on, you know, mastering our style and going with that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I want to know your thoughts on this. I have a serious problem with the assumption of others thinking that if you own and run a business, you have all the money in the world. I love this. I feel like it's literally the opposite though. Like especially if you're still in the establishing stage of your brand. Do you struggle with this too? Absolutely, yes. So um and that's one thing I said to Alex, lucky we didn't do that. So when we did start officially when i say officially you know we have you know we're registered proprietor limited so we're a company now oh that's awesome got, did you only just do that <coughs> pardon me yes um and this is where as the years go on you're learning you're growing you're eliminating what worked that year and it's not so much like i'm starting from scratch i'm starting from experience and that's one thing i read and heard and i'm like that is so true so you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna flop but another thing is Every little bit that comes in, in order to grow and, again, reach brand awareness, you're always the last one to get paid. You have to invest back into your business. Yeah. Whether it's marketing for that month, whether it's, um, you know, I might try this new label system or, um, yeah, invest in myself so I can invest in my customers, which now we're doing, you know, I mean, now um, a business coaching program where... In, you know adding systems and processes that I never had before so we're really diving into email marketing and how that works and warming our account and yeah so it's still yeah after three years and I think I'll forever be growing and learning and making silly mistakes and tired mistakes yes I've made many of those I wanted to ask you more about the business coach that you brought on recently yeah. are you willing to talk about yeah that? yeah I'd love so, to talk about love Kate Oh, good. So, um, I, I, a couple of my friends work for companies and like I've spoken to a few different company owners who have done the same and some of them have noticed a huge difference with it. Some of them, they're still, it's only new, so they're still trying to work it out. What made you decide to get one? I, I probably say the last few months, well, just before starting with Kate, I had, um, a bit of a blockage, I should say. I felt I had no direction, no strategy. Um, and I still don't have a business plan. I probably should have a business plan, but as the month... You didn't write... Oh, when you when you started, you didn't write no, one or anything? No, I just wanted to make candles. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> isn't it? How, yeah, it's funny how different businesses start up. 
So with um, I Create Beauty, for example, which is my main business, my accountant and the financial planner that he worked with sat me down and when I opened up the salon, they were like, you need to do an overdraft account um, when you when you open up a business. It's, it's good to have just in case. And they were giving me all these scenarios and I was like, okay. He goes, but with that, you have to do a business plan. And I was like, oh my God, I remember in year 10 having to write this. I have no idea how to do it. And he sat down with me. He gave me a draft and he's like, and he just answer as much as you can work on it for as long as you need to, and then come back to me and we can work on it together. So I remember sitting down with my dad and doing this business plan. And I'm so grateful I did that because even now, three years down the track, I've looked at what I've written and I've smashed goals that I didn't think I would smash because that like there's parts where it's like what's your 10 year plan or 15 year plan and I was writing things that I've already done in my 10 and 15 year plan and I'd smash that in like two three years I know it is really good but it's maybe I should have done that yeah because I feel like it's it's great to look back on it's great to look it's great to look back on as well when you're feeling like you're in a little bit of a is it a slump is a good way to put it yeah, yeah confusion yeah, yeah and like a, a slow period you know you look back you get re-inspired like that I'm really glad I did that but um yeah a lot of some people don't actually a lot of people I speak to don't do them yeah. I was just grateful that my accountant made me do it otherwise I would have never thought to yeah. but yeah so go on you were talking <laughs> I cut you off sorry I probably, yeah, should have because that would have, you know, just guided me in those Mate, moments. It's never of, too late. Do it. Yeah, and no, we are. We go yeah. again three years later. We're adding, you know, systems and processes that we really should have have. Um, but again, I just wanted to make and then running through the motions. And again, I had no identity. What is this going to look like? What is our brand voice? I knew the value behind it. I knew the purpose behind it. But I think it's just how I do things. Yeah. I just want to take it as it comes. I don't like pressure. I don't like, I actually don't like being told what to do. <laughs> to well, good thing you're your own boss then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and not to say I'm not open to suggestions, but I, I ultimately, I think I lead with intuition. And yeah. I lead with my gut. Yeah. So if that's my business plan, that is my business plan. But look, working with Kate it's you know you can see my whiteboard i have a whiteboard that i purchased from officeworks i noticed it when i walked in i was like look at that i know we look really cool in here yeah (laughs) but look yeah i do write down i've got notes everywhere as you can see Mm -hmm. i'm a big note person um everything gets written down in my notes so i guess that is my little plan i plan Mm -hmm. my day i plan my week i plan my month um and a lot in business i've learned working through kate um closely that it's all about experiment Okay, so you can look at another company or another business and go, oh, I really like their marketing. It may not work for you. I was kind of doing that, to be honest, and I felt really lost and confused. I know what I love. I know what I like. Is Are they going to like it too? Um, so, yeah, we're working through all that. So my beautiful customers and followers would have noticed we recently started working with a new product photographer, mm-hmm. creating more lifestyle images and Kate is, you know, pushing me to get more out there and being the actual face of the brand. But then there's a fine line of how much do you show yourself? And I'm finding oh, that it's, man. I hate to use the word trending, but like yeah. it is very trendy right now that people are like business owners are getting in front of the camera That's and like, being a little bit more, it. yeah, being a bit more raw. And just, it's, it doesn't have to be too like a, just or aesthetic even. Yeah. It, people love to just sit down and like, 
watch a video of the owner doing their thing. You posted one recently. You yeah. were just doing, like, you were just labelling. I can't remember what you were doing exactly. You were labelling. Yeah, and like, labelling. Yeah, and putting in the wicks. Um, and you were just talking to the camera so casually and it was so engaging. Oh, and that's all you. people want to see. They love it. And like that, and they feel more connected to your brand. Yeah. It is very clever. Oh, thank you. And yeah, you are told, you know, get behind the brand and you know, mm. show up more and show up more. But then... There is, you know, there's a fine line of, you know, how much do you show up? And I don't want to be, there are negative aspects to business and I don't want to be, maybe show, do I need to show a bit more of that? But I think our feed is so flooded with other stuff. I think I wanted it, I just want it to be light and fresh and, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a fine, like there's aesthetic and then there's like, you know, it was just pretty and people love that too. People respond to that well too. Yeah. But then I feel like with now TikTok coming out, people are loving more of that just like quick engaging content. Three seconds to grab your attention. Yeah. yeah. Is that what grab, you've grab learned? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, and it's, it's true. Yeah. Like I, as a consumer and as someone who is always on TikTok and always looking at the reels, like if I don't, if I'm not engaged in the video in the first couple of seconds, I'm scrolling. Yeah. Same, yeah. Same. Yeah, and it and it's also a flooded industry. The candle making, so is makeup. Absolutely. So how do we stand out? How you do know? we stand out? Yeah, and then um, you know, you hear the it's such a big, you know, I think overused word. Who's your niche? Who's your target market? I still don't know, to be honest. Like I just want to make candles, and I want to produce them, and I want them in your home for you guys to create new scent memories and love them for who what they are for what I've created. So you do find yourself, it's hard, unless you have staff helping you so you can focus on one thing. So yeah, you're but doing it all. Let me tell sense. you something. It's very confusing at times and you kind of get the shits with it to go, oh my God, can I just, why do I have to post a carousel because that's what's trending. But it's so true. It is trending because they're more engaging when they. Some things are trending for a reason. I get it. And then some are, some are like, oh, like, do I really, like, I don't, I don't know, I'm not interested. Do I really need to jump on that? It's probably going to come and go within a week or two anyway. But some, like the carousels, like the the videos of the business owners behind the camera, I'm uh, sorry, in front of the camera, um, they're trending for a reason, like, because they're doing well. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah. the, I feel like there's, yeah. Um, I, what I was going to tell you is with staff, You've never had staff, have you? No, 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 no staff. I wanted to actually talk to you about that. Alex and Max. Okay, well, (laughs) they're my staff. They're your little helpers, but like you've never had to deal with staff, hey? No, but I do deal with suppliers, and I should say, you know, we have a team, but they're more virtual. So I I try and outsource where I can and what the budget can handle and take. So we have a graphic designer who does all our labeling. Mm. And that just gets sent by email and print in-house, which yeah. also produces, uh, or sorry, cuts down carbon emissions, which is awesome. Um, I have now a business coach. That's all virtual. Um, I also have a website lady that hosts the website, so she'll maintain it monthly for me. So you could say I have stuff. Oh, yeah. I, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I do have a team behind me, but we're not physically together But they're just day. an external team, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So they, yeah uh, my little virtual assistants. Yeah. Oh, no, that's awesome. And everything, obviously, obviously everything is 
going well with them. It's like, do you, is, do you think, like, it's hard because you've never had staff to actually compare it to. I need it there and then. This yeah. is my really bad trait that if I have an ID and I, I need it executed, but they've taught me to be patient. I'm not the only one. Yeah, but, um, right. I, I, in my eyes, in that moment, I'm the only one. I can relate to that. I know I can't deal. I'm very impatient too. Sometimes I think it's a creative thing. Like creatives are very impatient. They want like some, I also think I have ADHD though. I don't know if if I blame my ADHD or my creative mind, but I'll just be at work and the girls will be, someone will be on the computer. Some will be, you know, doing brows and I'll just blurt out an idea or like something that's come to my head and I'm like, write it down, do it now. (laughs) And then I'll like, I'll forget about it. I'll blurt it out. I'll forget about it. And then like two weeks later, I'll be like, did you do that thing? I was, I said two weeks on that Monday at at four o'clock. And they're like, what? They look at me like I'm crazy. And they're like, oh, and then I contradict other things that I say. And I think, I don't know if it's like a creative thing. I don't know if it's in your mind's an overdrive. Yeah. Write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Literally. I was like, write everything down. Like stuff is such a blessing, but probably easily. The hardest thing about running a business. I'm guessing Kia, are they contracted? Do they just rent the space from you or do you pay them a wage? So the only person I pay wages to is technically myself and um, an apprentice that I've hired. We're the only employees of iCreate Beauty. Everyone else that works with us is contract, subcontracted. So that's just what works best with our business. Because Yeah, most or all of them um, provide services. Some of them they take commission on, um, like the big stuff that they supply their own, like makeup kits, for example. For yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, well, I guess it's like you work for yourself and you also represent our brand. So it's like we're both winning, you know. Um, and then with brows and stuff, they invoice me on an hourly rate. So it's like the best of both worlds because like not that I treat them like stuff, but they still kind of like are very involved with the business and like um, they do things that like you would – have an employee do but they just paid as contractors that's really clever yeah it that's works really it works really well and i'll give all credit to my accountant he set it up that way he's the best but you need that. yeah yeah you need that you need those systems and processes so you're mm. right, you are on the right track and you're covered and and they're covered as well so yeah you know what's happening and it's not yeah i think it's very clever it's good mm. what well, works so with candle making it's it's like makeup, like it's a flooded industry, right? Um, how do you go with like copycats or like other similar brands and like how do you stand out? How do you, do you get um, angry when you see things that are very similar to yours that you've launched first? Like how do you go about that? Oh, look, I don't get angry. One thing I have learned, and again, this is going back to, you know, um, growing up in business and there's multiple delis out there and dad having one. Um, and multiple hair salons out there and now with candle making um, I think staying in your lane yeah and and working on you know what you want to produce and what your creative flair is but look there'll always be someone out there I guess that's their own insecurities thinking you know you've copied me and I've copied you and vice versa there's so many ways you can market the product yeah and there's so many ways you can market the brand and that's the aesthetic of it Mm. how it looks the fragrances um and that's including photography as well so this is where i think imposter syndrome comes into play there is no certificate there is no university degree um a few years ago yes i had someone come for me so Mm. i came for her (laughs) 
Yeah, don't come for me. <laughs> it's it's and I'm not you know that what person. it's no I freaking hate it. Let me tell you why. I'm it's, not a jealous type. No, I'm, no. I'm, you know me and you growing up. I'm happy to share. I'm yeah. always happy to help. Yeah. Where it's genuine. A hundred percent. And it's not there's no agenda behind it. A hundred percent. And this is going back to the way I do my life. Yeah. And the way I do business is I follow my intuition and I follow my hunches. And if something smells off, it's bloody off. Yeah. And I draw the line. Yeah. So. And you know what? An attack on your business is an attack on you. Correct. So I don't blame you for retaliating. I've been there. I went there recently. <laughs> so I get it. You can't help it. I can't. You can't. And, and, and people always up. tell you, stop taking everything so personally. And like, but stop being personal. so defensive. It and it's personal. like, please run a business and put and your come whole entire fucking life into it yes and then come talk to me because it is personal and and it's an isolating lonely journey so yeah you know we are the ones working our play by choice yeah we don't go to work and get that weekly income or that fortnightly we have to create it yeah every fucking day i'm gonna say and we have to hustle yeah and what is the next thing? So when people go, oh you work too much and you're not here and you're not there, yeah I get it and I'm only now learning my uh, not negotiables and switching off and attending all these events and functions and whatnot. I'm not going to have a lot, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the same time, I have to work. Yeah, we I don't do not, oh, Yeah, I don't do that nine to five where I go there. I have my weekends free, and you know we do have to book family functions ahead and even to catch up with family. It is two months in advance because I also have a husband who is a shift worker, and that's just how our life is. And if you want to be a a part of it this is the chaos of it yeah no that's all right um so going back to the copycat businesses yes. how do you <laughs> how do you go about it like how do you handle yeah, you it just get angry because you know we all have our own sources of i guess inspiration where we get our yeah our own platform and where we get our inspiration from so whether that's Pinterest, Google, YouTube, following like-minded or niche pages like yours. That's just their own insecurities. I I get angry because I'm like, dude, I'm not copying you. You you don't know me from a bar of soap, as they say. You don't know my you know my purpose, where I've come from, why I'm doing this, and for who I'm doing this, mm. um, and the journey behind it. So, yeah, a few years ago, when someone did come for me, oh. And I look back now, maybe that wasn't a smart move on my end to go on a rant and do an Instagram story, but it was my therapy and I just had to, I'm the type, I just had to talk it out. And you know what, did Whether you feel better after it? Bloody oath. Did it, did, did it, <laughs> did it ruin your business doing no, it? Well, no, no. And, and the whole idea, again, when we do these things, it's not to get, you know, a pity party on board. It's not for someone to go, oh, poor you. It's just to go, just freaking stop it yeah just you don't need to go for people you don't yeah i think yeah that just comes from their own insecurities their own stuff and that's not my issue so yeah that felt good maybe it wasn't the best business move because i didn't have a strong genuine authentic following it was just to know who was following me at that stage but yeah it felt good to let it out that's for sure. I always get told people when I go, like sometimes I just go off on my Instagram page. Like I remember once someone made an attack on how makeup artists keep um, raising their prices, like as if we're meat or petrol. 
And I found, like, it wasn't even a, a comment to me. It was a comment on a random Facebook page. And I screenshot it. And industry. I just went off on my Instagram. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a public conversation on this. And I wrote my opinion, not expecting a pity party, not expecting anything to come out of it. I was just venting publicly. Um, and because I had no one to speak to about, like you said, like we, when you're your own boss and you run your own business, sometimes you have, you can't, you, there's no one to speak to. There's no one that's going to understand. There's no one that's going to be fully engaged and like be able to give you what you want, like that, like give you advice you need because they, they can't relate to it. Like that's it's right. hard to find that. Um, yeah, I didn't expect people it to, to you. It absolutely yeah. And it, yeah, triggered and shook you to the core. But you know what happened out of that? The amount of responses I got and reposts I got, it almost went viral. That's mad. I know. It's and I was, yeah, thing. a positive thing came out of it. But it was, so, yeah, so sometimes it's just like you need to do it. Like it doesn't, as long as you're not like defaming another business yeah, or. What these people need to also realize is that you're investing in yourself. There's yeah. no one else that can do that. So it's your skill, mm. your product knowledge. Mm. And it's, you know, you know yourself, one course can cost you a couple thousand dollars and your product value and, and understanding how that works and the application. This is why you charge what you charge. Yeah. Because of your worth. And yeah. A lot of people don't know their worth. Um, so when they question someone, oh, how, why is she charging that much? Because... I am. And yeah. for these reasons. Yeah. So I was also like I some of that I don't even think I really need to sit here and justify. Like no, if you're no. questioning it, then don't pay it. But if you're like I know that there's people out there that are not even questioning it and they're the clients I want. Absolutely. That, that's yeah. where I'm at at this point in my business, twelve years on. I only want the people that want me. Yeah. Um, oh, and we're the same. We're yeah. the same. So if you and you know, we're always compared to other brands, I guess. And mm. You know, the big commercial ones. Um, yeah. But, you know, if you want to burn platholates and plastics and <laughs> petrochemicals and crude oil in your home, then go for it. So <laughs> you're not going to get that from us, so please don't compare. <laughs> but it's true. Like No, I love that you said the, that. But then on the other side, we will get beautiful feedback and amazing reviews, you know, in our, in our DMs saying, oh, my God, I'm never buying that candle brand again because i love yours yeah i love how it makes me feel yeah um and don't get me wrong ours are not fancy but what so you know by any means the aesthetic of it oh they're but beautiful they're, 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 they're simple ours. but yeah, that, that's that's your aesthetic and, and that yeah. is our aesthetic that we want yeah we want more so our candles to you know create that those new scent memories in your home mm-hmm. and a healthier home for your family and mm-hmm. being conscious about what you're breathing in. Um, again, you want the fancy looking ones, you know where to go. Mm-hmm. End of story. I'm not putting bling on it. I'm not doing ghetto gold and all that kind of fancy schmancy stuff. It's not us. Fair enough. And, you know, we're good. Fair enough. So with um, Max and me, um, do you trademark, have you trademarked and like, um, what's the word? Like you've registered the business name, trademark slogans. Like, have Correct. you done all that? Yeah. So when we first started, um, the, as the business, uh, the salon business name and Maxime were one entity. So we're just trading under an ABN, um, until my accountant's like, we need to stop this ASAP or we're going to be, be, you know, hit with a massive, um, 
tax bill so we strategically timed it and um in the financial year to correct create so a whole new business yeah, yeah so maxime now is a company on its own and the the hair side they're the same person but they have nothing to do with each other okay? yeah so did you i wanted to ask quickly yeah. it's in relation to what you're about to say did you go with maxime from sole trader to company or did you just go straight bank to company no so it was a sole trader yeah trading under so when you have an apn you can have multiple business businesses under that APN. that's what i do yeah so you can have up to 10 mm. but what tends to happen is once one starts doing better than the other it's mm-hmm. time to get out yeah because you're going to be paying a lot of tax on that first one yeah so you're best to separate the two yeah so we've gone with maxime being a company in the hopes of opening the doorway to investors one day he's mm-hmm. hoping um putting it out there. put that in your business but plan <laughs> put that in my business plan that i don't have um and yeah with our stockers now that we have that we are so grateful to have um so that's really helped open that pathway of becoming a company i think if and you are taken more seriously when you're a company i believe of course and you've got more benefits of course to grow yeah yeah, yeah. So with your company, is it just you as the director? You're no, none of your family are involved. It's purely you. It's purely me for now. And this is the conversation that we had with our accountant, who is a chartered accountant. So she has experience. She has multiple companies herself outside of her little accounting firm. Mm. Um, it was not in our best interest to put Alex on there. Yeah. Um, only because he still has a full-time job and that will highly affect yeah yeah income tax yeah so um and look god forbid if anything was to happen and you know you go your separate ways he's still entitled to it at the end of the day yeah well it's like you this is like a full-time job like you think of it like that so let's take company out of it yeah this is my full-time job it's your like you get paid a wage like it's correct that's that's how it works with companies which i yeah like i said i do want to get into in a whole nother episode because we could just go on like open a can of worms with this and like go into it but i am the main Person yeah, regarding director, shareholder, CEO. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't. This is why I need an accountant because I don't know what they mean. And I, oh my god, I rely so much on my accountant. And it's you not funny. Get it all, you know, I look back now. I wish I honestly, but you can't. When things get thrown in, it's better in the works with COVID, and I just wanted to make them. And you, you're one woman show doing it all. Yeah. And you're trying to figure it out going, what do I actually need? Yeah. Yeah, I I grew up in a business, but my father didn't do a course. And that is so inspiring to me. Coming here from the age of 18, working at Blue Scope, and then a year later opening up a shoebox of this little deli to making it to what it was that people were traveling even from Canberra to buy his products. Like, he just took every day as it came. And Mm. he learned he he made mistakes and he grew and Mm. he had multiple side businesses as well Mm. so that is where i just go you know what you can sit and have such a structure but it doesn't give room to be creative i feel it doesn't leave it room thank god you said that okay great no honestly yeah honestly i don't don't like this i like systems because i like it i'm doing this but i don't want to be so systematic if i want to change and rebrand next yes well i'm gonna do that you know, sometimes I feel going back to stuff just really quickly. Sometimes I feel such pressure to have structure in my business because other people are involved, and and that's I, as I should because other people are involved. They need to follow some sort of structure. Correct. If but it, in your space, yes. But and this is where it benefits so much sometimes to kind of be a one man show with some externals because I tell you what, sometimes it's so much easier that way. You can be creatively in, in control. As a creative, sometimes I. I 
we'll have something structured. I'll set it up, I'll work it out and then I'll think of something better and then I have to redo it. You know what I mean? Like I work every day, like I, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? I take every day as it comes and I change my mind all the time. I think of new ways. 24, 24 hours after I've just created a whole new structure, I'll think of a better one. Yeah, I know. And like sometimes it's like so much pressure to just have one structure and like, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm you, you literally hit the nail on the head with what you said. And something that, you know, something's you need to set in stone. Yeah. That's the function. And that's going, again, I keep saying the systems and processes behind the scenes, you set up that. And what I mean by that is your customer service. Yeah. Number one priority. Okay. Your second thing is your email flow automated. We only put a pop up the other day, get 10% off your first order after three years. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Because I hate pop-ups and I think they're annoying. Yeah. But they work. People actually want a discount. I'm like, yeah. okay then, I'll do it. But going into creating your brand and if it's a product-based business or a visual, yeah. a service-based like yours is, yeah. you are allowed to change your mind. Yeah. And, you know, I go based on feeling. If yeah. I'm feeling it, I am going to do it. Yeah. And I think that's where you are constantly reinventing yourself. You're evolving. Mm. You're as, and don't get me wrong. You know, well, no, what I should say is the older we get, our taste changes. Yeah. And our taste matures. Mm -hmm. So who wants to stay back where they were five years ago? To Mm. me, you're not growing. You're Mm. not evolving. Mm. So if you do change your mind, I think when it comes down to like logo design and your values, they need to say, like, you know, McDonald's don't change their logo every six months. Yeah. Toyota don't change their logo. They may change behind the scenes how things work. They will rebrand in other ways, whether Mm. it be... Um, you know, what the car will look like for that season or, you know, merch or... Yeah, I know where you... Yeah, I do. But the main core of their business Mm. does not change. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, I wanted to change the logo many times. I love it now. I didn't like it at one stage. But then it's confusing people. You, yeah, when it's when it comes to I rebranding, get rebrands, you be careful but rebrand. Yeah, but like if you're gonna do it, you gotta be sure of it, I guess. And you but can't even keep... when you pop up on my feed. I know it's you mm. without even looking at the name. Mm. It's your aesthetic. Mm-hmm. It's the colors you've used. Your mm-hmm. brand colors. The tone. Mm-hmm. I know it's I create beauty and makeup by Monica. Mm. As soon as I see it, and I'm not just saying that now. Mm, thank you. Yeah. No, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's part of the, that's a logo in itself, really. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's really clever. With um small town syndrome, right? Wollongong. We talk about Wollongong a lot. With my a lot of my guests have been from Wollongong, <laughs> so my listeners will know by now. Wollongong is a very small town. Um, so back to trademarking. Like, did you you've got whatever you got on your thing? It says made in Wollongong or something yeah, like so that. Hand poured in Wollongong, is it? Yeah, yeah. Hand poured in Wollongong. We've trademarked last year, so we are covered and protected for ten years. Yeah. Um, and then you can just renew that again. Yeah. yeah. So you relook. You can. Um, you can always, I guess, tweak your trademark in between and how how far you want to go to continuously protect it. Mm-hmm. Um, but hand poured in Wollongong has been trademarked, and there's no real. How can I say like a website that's going to track it for you? You know, if someone does use that's it. That's what I wanted to ask as well. Yeah, so how you do you? Have to if you see it, it, you just have to see it. If it becomes, then, if it becomes made aware to you that someone's used it, look, that's when you can know. find this it. This is where your lawyer, which um we have one now, you get your lawyer and they will send a letter to you just go, hey, heads up, this is actually being trademarked. If you're aware of it, and then we send our trademark trademark certificate. Um, 
which was to trademark and port in Wollongong was $850, mm-hmm. which I think is... Small price to pay. For, you know, and you're looking at 10 years here. Um, mm. We also have another trademark, um, The Inspiration. So that is on our labels at the back. That is on our website. We use that a lot to explain and draw our customers into the the scent name. Mm-hmm. So my inspiration behind the candles. Yeah. So, because they are inspired by memories, family mm-hmm. and nature. Again, very clever. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. just we are almost there with um, the business name itself because um, there is another Max and Me on their own. It is a lifestyle store. I can't remember where. Um, but, yeah, so I've got the candle baseline. We're looking at trademarking that now and mm. protecting it, which is, it is protected. We just need to secure it now. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Yeah. So you highly recommend that businesses do do this? I do, and even though they are simple words in the English dictionary, you still can trademark a slogan, a sentence, a word that is to your brand, for your brand, that people will identify. Yep, that's this and that's that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, we just um, started a new business, my friend Kat and I. I saw. Um, yeah, so and it's exciting. a very, very unique so it is. business um, idea. And we've already spoken about like how we're predicting that there are going to be copycat companies that will come out because it's – I feel like this is something that's going and to let pop them, off. let them be. No. They, are not, they are not you. And I know. You can, put in your I know. Bio, you can put in your bio, like we say, home of the original. Oh, I already have. You think I didn't beat you to – I wrote Sydney's first <laughs> blend and sip masterclass. I've already – I'm all, all over so that. Good. But so I was like, you. thank you. So proud of Thanks. you. Thanks. I was like, Kat, we need to get this. You need to trademark. Yeah. Start your systems and processes because yeah. this will explode for you and you don't want yeah. to get caught halfway through the middle. Yeah. And you can't. You're no, screwed. I know. So get it done now before it's up and running. Even yeah. If it's like a few things are pending, yeah. please do it. Yeah, I know, I know. yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's Same thing happened to me with I Create Beauty, just a quick one. Someone completely copied my logo, but I didn't trademark the way it was the way I had structured it so I couldn't do anything about it and I'm like I wish I did you can but it's if, if you're willing to fight for it it's just going to cost a lot of money I wasn't if, it's just yeah. a small business in Sydney like there's some fights you want to fight there's some Correct. you can't be choose bothered your battles. for choose yeah. your battles but we're going yeah. back to that trademark and look Again, staying in your lane, you cannot help small town syndrome. It happens everywhere. I have a sister who lives in Cronulla in Sydney and she goes, Natasha, we get it here too. Yeah. And we're in Sydney. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Sydney is not as big as you think it is. Hey, honestly, you're going to get it everywhere Yeah, and you're going to have people in your corner. Then you're not going to have people in your corner. Yeah. You're going to have family support you and those that don't support you. That's okay. You know, it's just doing you my next question is do you sell your candles to businesses to stock or are you just exclusive to your own website oh look we're half half actually um we have an e-commerce store which i'm still learning and that is another podcast (laughs) e-com i actually appreciate when i jump online and go to a website the work and effort because i know what goes into now building a website and the back end it's not just a website, you guys. Appreciate it for what it is. And any feedback you can give that small business or that company, whatsoever, um, we do appreciate it. So you want to make, oh, yeah. Again, that's a whole other podcast. So, yes, we do have seven stockists um, across New South Wales, and we are so grateful for them. 
very blessed to have them. And one of them, and as much as I love all of them, it's like your children, you love them all equally because they bring something, you know, unique to the table. But one in particular, Warren Wild. So when I was pregnant with Max, we would go there and still go there and have the sourdough and the pumpkin soup and, mm. you know, being pregnant, making candles and eating there and shopping quite frequently. Um, we revisited, it was actually two days before we go into lockdown. Mm. Okay. And I ate the pumpkin soup. It was on the menu still. We ate the sourdough bread because that is what I ate when I was pregnant. And my son is there eating the same food. <laughs> and here's the reason why, again, I started candle making and the owner, Roland, um, such a beautiful man popped in and, you know, introduced himself. So he's the owner and talking to um his customers and one thing led to another and yes they stock our candles that's so all, that's crazy it, it's insane it's really really beautiful that it's how do you go about would you say that's come full circle yeah <laughs> I, I actually you took the words out of my mouth i wanted to say I'm that when you I were telling that. the story about how you ate the soup when you're pregnant and then max was with you after that's beautiful yeah, so how that's... do you go about picking who you want to stock your products Great question, and I'm glad you asked it. At the beginning, and I'm saying at the beginning, that was three years ago when we came onto the scene and the hype was there and who are these people and, you know, whatnot. I said yes to everyone. Yeah. Like, everyone. But I, you know what? That's not a bad thing at the start because you just want to kind of get your name out there. Yeah. But at the you, same, in the same token, it's kind of like, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you don't want to... Help me out here. <laughs> I'm trying to get there too. Yeah. What were you going to say? Um, yeah. So I said yes to everything, to everyone. Yes, I want them there. I want them there. And this is going back to, again, that business plan and having things, you know, your systems and your processes, as I keep saying, um, understand that we're knowingly, you know, will our products sell well? Are we the right fit for them? Are they the right fit for us? Yeah. Um, and even now, like, the turnover, will they produce that turnover? Because you just don't want them here, there, and everywhere. You just don't want your stock sitting there. Well, that makes sense. That's what so I was we, getting at know, when I said all. you don't want to say yes to everyone. If they're not the right fit for you, your stock's just sitting there, doesn't sell, exactly. doesn't but look the best, yeah, does you're it? You're doing all the hard work behind the scenes, you know, engaging, promoting, marketing. Yeah. I believe, and they do, all seven do the same behind the scenes. They yeah. do their own marketing. They showcase our products, even though they've got multiple other lifestyle brands. Um, so we all work together to help each other out in that sense and create that brand awareness. Mm. Um, so I've stopped a lot of that. I don't say yes to everyone. Yeah. I just, and I don't want to step on anyone's toes and it's not fair. So we have our, you know, our stockist in barrel at Raw and Wild. It would not be fair and it would not be a smart business move for myself and for him to, which I had a lady reach out to have one, you know, five doors down. Or of course. If you cannot do that, you've got to at some point give her that exclusive within the area that radius yeah so i know where you're getting that there great yeah places the next yeah. one after that is in Jeringong and mm. folk and co so that distance mm. you know so that Jeringong will service kayama surrounding areas it will service shell harbour barrel goes a little bit beyond so mm. it's, it's great and then you know in the Illawarra as well yeah so. no that's awesome and you obviously do your research on the company before you i do yeah i do and look i've been lucky enough i haven't had to pitch my product mm. so they've all come to me they've all you know slid into the dm or filled out the stockers form and you kind of think is this a scam because it is. i feel like every email's a scam these days speaks value on you it's, and your product doesn't it yeah just like oh my god and, and that's another thing i never had a wholesale lookbook i just said do people do that i don't even yeah. know oh. 
pretty a new thing that I did this year that I should have do many years ago when I opened up the I guess the doors to to, to having stockists. Um, so we created a beautiful lookbook, wholesale lookbook for twenty twenty three, which houses um, fifteen of our core fragrances that they have. A, yeah, they'll have that on file, the digital asset that I can jump on there and and choose what they want to house. So we don't we do a low MOQ to give them the opportunity to build what's going to work in their store, what's going to work in the area, what their customers are drawn to. So we actually, our restrictions are not. That's that awesome. Bad. That's yeah. good. They have the option to do that. Yeah. And, you know, some will work, some won't. So we'll do a swap here and there. But yeah. then eventually, it'll take about four months, I say, for them to have their core collection. Yeah. What is going to work for them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's, That's awesome. Um, I touched briefly on imposter syndrome in one of my previous episodes and you touched on it a couple of times throughout this episode. Um, I just wanted to talk about it quickly. I feel like I struggle to accept I'm doing well for myself sometimes and I feel like I go through so many rough patches with work and the business and I let people get into my head and I feel like it's a really bad trait. Um, do you have any tips for people with imposter syndrome? Is this something you've experienced? Oh, even now I get it. Like I get through those motions of, oh my, yeah, like little things. Am I on the right path? Am I, is my product worthy enough? Am I worthy enough? Um, it's really hard, but I think you just need to, with a lot of noise. Yeah. We're flooded with what we see. If you can do the best you can and just stay in your lane and continue yeah. doing you. I know that sounds so cliche and that sentence is overly used, mm. I guess. Um, that's my take on it. And it's, it's hard not to have people get into your head and question. And then you start questioning yourself. Because like I was saying to you before, an attack on you is an attack on your business. And sometimes oh, I, I attacked, feel like... I attacked back. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you I just know. Don't, you don't do that to people. No, I know. You, you know, what is original these days? Nothing is original. No, correct? I know. Yeah. Skincare is not original. And I follow a lot of skincare brands. So I'm constantly changing up my skincare. Makeup's not original. Um, candles are not original. Compostable shipping mailers are not original. Help me out here. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> we get it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. You tell me now what is original these days. No, I know. So yeah. If you want to give it a go, if you have a creative, you know, point of difference or a different objective to it, just, just, yeah, leave each other alone. I think if we can just, again, support each other. Yeah. It's not that hard to do. And with going back to having Kate, um, as my business coach, we log on every Tuesday, we have our zoom call at 11 with other small, you know, like-minded businesses. Um, and it's just beautiful. Like we just, it's just nice to have that community if you can build it use it and do it it's yeah. so important yeah it's so important and it's important not to burn bridges too huh definitely yeah 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 <laughs> do you do influencer marketing campaigns oh my god <laughs> oh, I'm get this is gonna be the last step uh, last question i ask you i'm gonna be bloody drilled for this i'll tell you now I used an app called Club Collab. I don't know if you've heard of it. I haven't. What is that? Okay, it's pretty cool, actually. I did get one good one out of it. So Club Collab, um, you download the app and you put your business details in, who you are, what you do, and your profile, and your values, and your missions, and you choose your, I guess, margin, how much you want to pay that influencer, whether it be $50, $250, $300, like it's, it's whatever you want to do. Right. And then you post your ad. Next minute, you have influencers 
They'd Are get they that like good? Well, this is the thing. So they get a notification that et cetera, et cetera, you know, so-and-so is looking for. Yeah, you know, it's like job, um, the jobs app for tradies. Yes, yes, yeah. that's right. So yeah. then, you know, I was talking a lot of them and there were some that were really starting out. And I don't know where I was going with this, if I wanted the followers out. I didn't know what the outcome. You wanted was. Yeah. yeah. Do I want followers? Do I want sales? Do I want just brand around i guess a little bit of everything followers just, turn into sales well, they, and they do and yeah. what i have also learned don't be fooled mm. the higher the number does not mean anything it doesn't it doesn't you can have the smallest amount of followers but generate an insane daily return an insane monthly income yeah i kid you not yeah so keep that in mind whoever's mm. listening that that blue tick an X amount does not mean anything if your followers are not engaging and if they're not converting into sales. Do you find, though, um, that people react better to new pages that they find when they see a higher number in followings? Because this well, is I'm attracted to that. Let's yeah. Let's be real. I was just about to I say... I want a blue tick. <laughs> say, well, I want, it, I want it without having to pay for, pay for it. I know, but... Think, okay, we're going to get sidetracked again, but the whole idea of the blue tick is... I know you what are, it is. Yeah, you know what it is. You're smart yeah. girl. You're, you are protected and, and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, look, with influencers, you know, I've been burnt in the past. Some have performed. I don't know. I. What is the latest, though, is the UGC. So user-generated content. Have you heard of that, Monica? Is this just – I think I'm doing that for people and I didn't even know what it's called. Yes. Is this just where they send you stock, you take the content, they send it back, you get paid? That's, I'm doing that for companies, oh, well, clothing already, brands. Oh, well, there you are. You I are didn't even know there was a name for it. UGC <laughs> content. So it's user-generated content. So right. if we were to send you our candles. Yeah. yeah you, you speak about the brand. Yeah. You like them. Yeah. Um, so it's not so much an influencer. It's the content. It's content creating. It's content creating. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And they charge a fortune. Oh, they do. Yeah. I'm getting paid, paid. No, I'm getting paid peanuts to do it, but I'm starting out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been like it's been cool. Like it's something different. And like we're touching back on like doing a whole bunch of taking in a whole bunch of um income streams. Like this is what I'm doing now. I've got That's like great. four businesses, yes. a podcast, and I'm now I'm bloody doing content I creating. And Jake's it. like, "Do you fucking stop, man? No, no, I don't. Awesome. Yeah, this it's awesome. cool. I was like, you know what? They reached out. Like I love posting. I love creating content. I was like, it makes sense and. If I'm doing a good job at it and I can get paid for it, and why feel, not? And you feel good doing yeah. it. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, if that's coming through your work, which it is. Yeah. This is just beautiful. Yeah. So will you continue to use influencer marketing? Do you want to make that part of your brand? Oh, look, I won't say no. Um, it's something that I do want to, you know, tap in a bit more. Um, I think there's a lot to learn when it comes to influencer marketing and finding the right fit for our brand. Um, but also recently, um, Morphe brushes, um, as you would know, in mm. the industry with makeup, um, they had to close worldwide um, because their business was purely based on influencer marketing and could not sustain the brand. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So I found that really interesting. Whereas, um, that yes. is very interesting. Yeah. So you can't really rely on just that to market your business. Yeah, and keep and, it sustainable and keep it going. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, even a, a brand like Morphe, as big as Morphe is, like, Absolutely. and Morphe is stocked in Sephora, Ulta. Yeah, billion, billion yeah. dollar industry that's gone down um, because, purely because they were, yeah, reliant on influencer marketing. Um, and fair enough, that's on another scale of, you know, company and business and the level that they're at. 
Um, but being a small business, I don't want to have to rely on influencer marketing for brand awareness. I mm. think we're strong enough to do that on our own. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, through, yeah. through our yeah the love of our candles and and again going back to brand value and purpose. And I find that like I tell me if you agree. Sometimes like it's really hard to find um, influencers or content creators that align with your brand as yeah. well and like you know with your aesthetic and your brand you have a niche and it's hard to find people that have that same niche audience to yeah. collaborate yeah. with and um you, you know sometimes I find that brands will collaborate with influencers that's not in their niche and like it almost seems disingenuous and almost like devalues your brand like would you say or like it's not like Sometimes putting your brand out there too much just starts to look too forced. Yes. Do you know where I'm yeah, saying yeah, that? Absolutely. It's not, again, authentic, raw. Yeah, it's not authentic. Yeah, yeah. And it's obvious when it's not authentic. And then that, like, as a consumer, like, when I see a brand, it works in both ways. Because sometimes, like, you were mentioning to me before with your new launch, um, you know, how you want to create more hype with your new launch and your plans. And while I agree, sometimes um when i'm seeing it too much i sometimes and like it seems very disingenuous i'm almost like deterred from buying it yes does that make yeah. sense as well i think it's um yeah there's two things on that if the brand itself um is you know promoting and creating and, and reaching that brand awareness and if they're launching a product but then it's either that way one person doing it which is me at the moment or if um you're relying on blue tick people i guess yeah that accounts to pump out your product um, but looking at our niche and who our target market is, if that's what we're going to talk about, is it's the busy mum who wants to create a sense of calm in the home amidst the chaos. Yeah. You know, and, and have that feeling of, yeah, just zen and, and calmness and have a scented home that, you know, looks and feels beautiful through our scented stories. So mm. that's 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 who our target market is. Yeah. You know, and again, a healthier lifestyle and yeah. not burning crap in their home. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. I also want to ask you, how do you juggle running multiple businesses, being a one-person show, and how, and also having a family as well? Well, it's chaotic, and I'm not going to lie. And um, so one thing I've started to do, and this is through business coaching, is I've started to set my not negotiables. So for me, to win my morning and to win my day and have everything flow, and don't get me wrong, there's going to be hiccups along the way, is... I wake up before the zoo, which is my husband and my son. So I'm up at four, I'm in my space, I will light a candle or light a sage stick and I have my coffee, I feed my puppies, I look at my social media. If I haven't done that, I don't feel complete. I mm -hmm. have not won my morning, I have not won my day. That is my time and whatever that looks like for you. You know, some would go for a jog or, you know, read a book or... Yeah. yeah just whatever you need to do for your oh, moment yeah. do that yeah so i have started to do that and i feel amazing because as soon as they wake up it's like mom babe yeah, you yeah, like yeah. you know your day gets going and you haven't done it. it could be your skincare routine anything that can win your morning and you've got that time to yourself to win your day and another thing i've started to do is time block mm -hmm. so i am two days in the office two days i'm making and the rest of my other business so I time block my day and I know roughly by now what my tasks look like and mm -hmm. how long they take to do. Mm -hmm. So if it's email marketing, if it's looking at, you know, emails in itself, 
making candles, I set out that time. Yeah. And I stick to that time. Yeah. And it's at that speed pace, but obviously doing it thoroughly. Um, and what doesn't get done that day, I just click on to the next. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that week, my tasks are done. Perfect. My to-do list has not built mm. and I'm not spending all day doing one thing. But I've done multiple things. Well, this is structure. Then you do have structure. I do have structure. Yeah. I do have structure. And, um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's really proactive. And it is. that's definitely how you get it done, yeah. isn't it? And look, I do have an amazing husband. I do have to give him credit. He does help a lot behind the scenes that, you know, my followers don't see. Um, mm. And he gets a bit camera shy. But I do want to show more of him. And mm-hmm. As we speak, he's, you know, off to Sydney picking up supplies because mm. we are in demand with one of our wholesale orders. So we just cannot rely rely on our courier to deliver. Mm. Um, but he does catch me at times quite vulnerable, crying and upset um, in the sense of, you know, trying to fulfill everyone and making sure I'm onto it because there is so much to do. There really is. And, you know, he just wants to make sure that is it really worth it. And for me we're going to talk success and that looks different to everybody it, it really could be does financial success it could be a, like you know fulfillment for me it's i get to create and make candles yeah and for seeing my finishing product honestly legit it's how it makes me feel yeah and that is my mental health program if we're going to call it i genuinely love working with my hands and this is why i do it yeah you know what and it's no secret we all work for money um we pay our bills it gets us, you know, we have to pay our way, I guess. Um, it does help. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it's not what I'm in it for. Yeah. It's not. It's not. And hopefully, as the years go on, Maxim is starting to understand um, a little bit more about candles. Everything smells like cake to him. Oh, bless him. <laughs> um, he will post for Oreos. So when you do see him on our Instagram page, smiling, holding a candle, <laughs> you know it's for Oreos. Oh, I so love he's him. he's cute. Yeah, so... It is all worth it. It comes with so many highs and lows. Um, and just take it for what it is, I think. You'll forever be growing and developing and evolving, making mistakes, making money, spending money. There is no savings, and that's okay. Everything that comes in, investing in your brand to create awareness, that's what it's about. Yeah. I think that's all we have time for today, honestly. We've, we're, really? I, I hope. We're about an hour in at this oh, point. Sugar. Yeah. No, this is great. Yes. Great chat. I think you've done that's amazing. Good. I think I held back a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> that's okay. It's your first podcast. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have Thank you on again you. for... Um, there's, so I feel like there's so much more we could have spoken <gasps> about. so much. And now I'm getting more comfortable, so I might just... Yeah. Drop a few F-bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love swearing it. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for me. Please plug so yourself. You. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, plug yourself so everyone knows where to find you. Okay. <laughs> Do you know what I mean by that? No, I don't. Oh my god. I'm plug your, no one knows when I say plug yourself, everyone no, looks at me yeah. funny. Um, so plug yourself, just tell us your way, what your Instagram name is, where we can find you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, underscore Maxime Candles. <laughs> <laughs> and we are only on Instagram. I don't like Facebook. Don't start me on Facebook. I'm not for Facebook. We are just on Instagram. Okay. One, one funnel, one source. I love it. I love it. I'm going to ask you why off the camera, off, um, <laughs> off the mic. Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.